Hello and welcome to this week's Positive Recovery with Karina being made for www.sobertownpodcast.com and my YouTube channel, Positive Recovery with Karina. So this week I have my cookie jar back and I have lots of suggestions to here, you lovely people. So I'm going to have a dig and have a little later. And today it is acts of kindness, generosity and kindness which gives fuel good factors, and that's from Coach A. And that is so true. It does make us feel so good when we offer acts of kindness. And newer acts of kindness can just be things that are really, really simple. I remember many, many years ago, I walked into work, and one of my staff, I just smiled at one of my staff, and she said, oh, you've just made my day. And I said, why, what should I do? She said, your smile, it just lit up my day. And from that moment on, I decided to make a difference to somebody's day every day, even if it was just with a smile, because smiling is infectious and smiling can make us happy and it can change our chemicals both for us and for others. It gets our good endorphins going and makes us feel good increases serotonin, dopamine, all that reward pathway stuff that we rely on our addictions for, chocolate, food, alcohol, cigarettes, drugs. That's what they do. They feed our dopamine and our reward pathway, even exercise. I also remember way back when, when Jack was very little, so Jack would have been about three, so he's 26 now, and I was just walking through Danbury Woods with him. And this gentleman... Um, elderly gentleman had a little peak cap on and he just stood back to let us pass, tilted his cap and said, ma'am. And I can still remember that to this day. And that completely changed my, my way around. So kindness um, and being polite to others can really help. And it doesn't have to be a huge act. I remember another time I walked to work saying hello to everybody, good morning, with a big smile on my face to everyone I met. Some people looked at me rather strangely because um, it's not a very British thing to do. We've got stiff upper lips and all that. By the time I got to work, I felt so good. So, and that, you know, I'm be, that can be a sign of generosity as well. It's just being kind, generous, just saying hello to somebody can make a huge difference to somebody's day but especially to our own so let's talk a little bit about the the chemicals and why it makes such a difference and I did write a bit about kindness in my book um, and this is from the A to Z of alcohol and sobriety everything you need to know available on Amazon Um, and in kindness doesn't cost anything and can make us feel better about ourselves and the world we live in. It can enrich us and make us far happier. If we're always criticising and judging, how can we possibly be happy? When we come from a place of understanding and compassion, then we can be kind and happy. Studies have shown an increase in serotonin when a kind deed is done, both the giver and the receiver. And then I put in my book, See Under Meta, for more on loving kindness. So let's just read a little bit about Meta. Um, And while I'm looking for Meta, I'll talk a little bit about serotonin. 
So serotonin is our feel-good chemical. It's um, mostly um, made and kept in our gut. In fact, 90% of it is actually in our gut. There's only 10% of it in our brain. And that's why, or just another reason why our gut is so affected by our head and our emotions, because serotonin makes us feel good. It is our happy chemical. It also is a bit of a balancer. It helps us produce melatonin and melatonin in turn helps with our sleep. And serotonin also helps with appetite as well. So if we can boost that, you know, we already know that endorphins are our feel-good chemicals. So being happy boosts that and so does, and it boosts the serotonin. And if we can keep all those chemicals up and happy without substances, then that is, is great and it leads for a much happier life for all of us, really. So meta is loving kindness and goes hand in hand with mindfulness. A good place to start is by being kind to ourselves, saying nice things about and to ourselves. It can be really hard, but we can start by just catching ourselves when we are being unkind. The other day I declared, I'm such a bloody idiot. And then I took a breath and said, I'm not an idiot. I'm just frustrated with myself for making that choice. I cannot change it. I just have to accept it, learn from it and move on. All whilst breathing slowly. Try finishing your meditation with may I be well, may I be happy and may I be safe from harm. Later, you can extend this to others, even people you don't particularly like. As it is here, you will find peace, forgiveness and freedom. And this is what's fundamental, is how can we be kind to others and generous to others if we're not kind and generous to ourselves? And many people have said to me and reminded me lately with the things that I've been going through about looking after and taking care of the caretaker and reminding us of the oxygen. On the aeroplane, you always put your own oxygen mask on first because we can't help others. We can't be there for others if we're not being good for ourselves. If we're miserable and unhappy, how can we be kind and generous to others? We can't because we start to begrudge them. We start to get jealous. We start to become envious. We start to think that life's not fair and that others are better off than us and they've got a better life than us. Well, they haven't. The grass really isn't greener on the other side. Everybody has their own issues. Everybody has their own problems. No matter how good we may look from the outside. How many people do we know? How many famous people that seem to have it all, that are rich, you know, have, seem to have a wonderful life, seem to have everything, but they still get caught up into addiction. They are, become addicts because they're still trying to block. They're still trying to numb because life really, really isn't always what it seems. And I remember once when my son was young, again, he was probably about eight or nine and they had he said we've got this really silly project for school and I said well what is it he said well we've got to think of someone that we aspire to be and he said I don't aspire to be anybody because even um Beckham's probably got problems he's probably got troubles just because he looks okay and I thought wow this is amazing for an eight-year-old to be saying this and I said he said I just want to be me he said I want to be successful I said, well, what does that look like? And he said, well, to, to do well and get to where I want to be and be a policeman in the Met Police. And that didn't happen. And life got in the way. And I don't quite know how he feels about others now. But he probably 
probably does feel the same. He probably, you know, he does see, he's very astute and he sees that things aren't always as great as they seem. But we do have to look after ourselves and we need to come back to our own place and be kind and generous to ourselves. Because, as I say, we can't be kind and generous to others if we're feeling bloody miserable. So let's have a little look at self-care. I mean, self-care is really important, isn't it? Because we need to make time for ourselves. If we don't make time for ourselves, again, it just sucks the life out of us and we start to get annoyed with others. And we need to really look at looking after ourselves. And we need to be self-centered almost in a way. Because in, in this busy world of serving others, being self-centered can seem a bad thing, but it's not. It's very different from being selfish. And it's what we truly need to be in order to succeed with sobriety. If we can look inward and put ourselves and our sobriety first, then everything else will follow. If the staff aren't happy, then neither are the customers. Help others today by looking after yourself first. That's just another little chapter from my book. Self-care is, is imperative to our well-being and survival. We can do really nice things for ourselves, such as getting a massage, having a candlelit bath or spending time with friends. But we have to remember the really basic things too. At the end of my nursing career, I would start each day with, today I'm going to eat when I'm hungry, drink when I'm thirsty and wee and poo when I need and to rest when I'm tired. This is basic self-care, but we miss it when we get wrapped up in life. So today, listen to your body and respond to its needs. Take a break. Rest. Have some time out for you. Check your maintenance plan if you have one and aim to follow it. And I always think it's really important to try and make at least 30 minutes a day just for ourselves. The 30 minutes doesn't have to be in a total block. It can be in five minute blocks or 10 minute blocks. And it can be as simple as making yourself a cup of tea and sitting with your feet up and drinking it or coming away from your desk and or out of your car and eating lunch, making time to just be mindful and be mindful in what you're doing. Taking the moment, taking the area and take time out actually for you. Not, you know, and, and that's, I think sometimes when we're doing that, a lot of good work comes up in our head as well. Lots of things do. So what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is being and living in the moment. I've used this to rewire my brain and neural pathways by repeating to myself every move. It helps with concentrating, grounding, managing our thoughts and feelings and relaxing. It's a form of meditation that we can use anywhere at any time. And here are some examples. Driving, you notice yourself getting closer and closer to the car in front, gripping the steering wheel and holding your breath. Catch yourself. Force a breath out and relax your breathing. Take your foot off the gas slightly. Loosen your grip on the steering wheel. Notice the weather your surroundings and see the beauty all around. Washing up, you notice yourself gripping everything tighter and scrubbing harder and harder, maybe even slamming things down. Catch yourself. Feel your feet on the floor. Breathe and relax your grip. Notice the bubbles in the sink. Feel the water on your hands. Notice any sounds or smells around you and slow everything down. Out shopping, it's busy. You're getting frustrated and anxious. You think everyone is looking at you. You fear and a panic attack. Force your breath out. 
and focus on relaxing your breathing and feeling your feet on the floor. Face any shelf and look at it. A shelf slightly above your eyesight can sometimes work best, but look where it's comfortable for you. Focus on one thing on that shelf. Keep breathing and feeling your feet on the floor and pick up that product. How does it feel? Is it hot or cold? Hard or soft? What colours are the packaging? What does it say on it? Stand there for as long as you need to and get back to the reality of the moment, not what your mind is telling you. And the reason I say breathe out, a forced breath out, is if we're starting to hold our breath or get breathless or hyperventilate, if we quickly breathe out, we automatically breathe in and we can reset our breathing. And this is all about being generous and kind to ourselves because anxiety is normal. Panic is normal. Thoughts, feelings, emotions are all normal. Our behaviours are normal. Addiction is normal. Everybody is addicted to something. It's the way we're wired. Being generous and kind to ourselves is finding ways out of our addiction. And that's what many of us are doing. And just for that alone, we need to be kind and generous to ourselves. I could talk about kindness and generosity to others, but we know what that's like because very often we are kinder and more generous to others than we are to ourselves. We forgive others more than we forgive ourselves. Forgiveness is a really hard thing to do, but it's something that helps us to move forwards. Um, so just today, try and look at forgiving yourselves and being kind to yourself because that will really help you move forward in life. Forgiveness, forgive yourself and others. What's done is done. We can't go back. We can't change it. All we can do is accept and move on. But first we need to work through the anger, hurt, sadness and frustration. Or we could just hold a grudge and beat ourselves up forever. It really is our choice. Here are a few questions to get you started. This can be yourself or someone else. It might help for to, it might be helpful to stay curious and read acceptance, acknowledge, blame, compassion, drama triangles, kindness, meta and understanding before doing this. And for that, to read more about that, you can find my book, The A to Z of Alcohol and Sobriety, Everything You Need to Know, Wide World on Amazon. Wide World? <laughs> Worldwide even on Amazon. But just for today, look at these questions and name them maybe to yourself and maybe to others. Who do I need to forgive? What happened to make me feel this way? How do I feel? How is holding on to this affecting me? What do I need to do to move on? What would I like to say to them or to yourself? Will this be heard? Yes or no? If yes, how can I approach them? If no, what can I do to let it go? And I think this is where control really comes into play here. Control. We all like to be in control. Drugs weren't my thing. I didn't like the thought of taking something, being out of control and not being able to stop it. 
In my mind, I could stop the amount of alcohol I was drinking and stay in control until I couldn't. In the end, like all addictions, it has complete control over me. Do not be fooled. Alcohol makes us spiral until we lose our grip and control on everything, even our emotions, and in my case, my legs and bodily functions. Once addicted, despite not having control of our life, we try to control others and everything around us. We recognise this more in sobriety and realise how much we've been resisting in our life and how angry, anxious and frustrated this has made us. The sooner we accept that we cannot control others, the easier our lives become. Everyone is walking their own path through life. We just need to stick to our side. We cannot change others, only our response. Try this. Put the palms of your hands on the outside of your thighs. Raise your arms sideways up to shoulder height and twist from the waist left to right. That is your area of control. Nobody else's. That's why we don't like it when people invade our space without invitation. Anything outside of that area is beyond your control. Just like in our hula hoop. And hula hoop's the same. It's just imagine standing or sitting in a hula hoop. Put it on the floor and that is our area of control. And that's why I talk a lot about hula hooping and hula hooping with you all today because it's really important to get back in our hula hoop because very often I find myself outside of it and I have to just catch myself, like with the mindfulness, just catch myself and put myself back in there. And I'll just finish with acceptance is a small world with a huge impact and makes for a happier and easier life. Resistance makes us sad, angry, frustrated and depressed. It keeps us stuck. Accept what is, accept what's done. Accept your areas of control. Accept that we only ever have this moment. I assure you it will be easy by the time you get to the end of this book. For example, you've quit drinking. Others around you continue to drink. You resent this. You think they should quit to support you. It's triggering your addict voice. If you can't beat them, then join them. You are battling with yourself. And then you can go into battle with them. If you accept your sobriety as your choice and the fact that others have the right to their own choices, it will be easier. Let others be. Accept that this is not their journey. It's yours. So hopefully all of what I've read today will help you to um, come from a place of kindness and generosity for yourself today. And that will help you to then have show acts of kindness and generosity to others and help with your feel-good chemicals and others' feel-good chemicals. And perhaps just look at gratitude today. And the other thing that I think is really good to do is we're very good at going, oh, I didn't get this done today. To yourself, when you, when you hear that little voice, just catch yourself and go, no, it's true I didn't. But what I did do is this. And find something that you did do that's good. Look for the goal. Even if, in my case sometimes, it's the fact that I got out of bed or I managed to get in the shower. Um, they're all part of my maintenance list. And, you know, but even if I don't get through my maintenance list each day, um, I don't berate myself of like, oh, I didn't do that. It's like, but I did the rest of the stuff. And I'll just try again tomorrow. Be kind to yourself today. Be generous to yourself. Um, try to like you. 
and yeah, just go find yourself today and be kind and then extend that meta and generosity and kindness to others, but put your own oxygen mask on first. I hope that's helped. Have a great day. Not another drop, no matter what, and I'll catch you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye for now.